36 again, but India will take this one. Hello and welcome to ESPN Crick and Four Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Ayer and I'm speaking to you after day one of the second test, the first red ball one between Australia and India. And the panel today, we have Devan Sen and Varun Shetty. Devan, I'll start with you immediately. There's there's no better way to bounce back from 36 all out than a day like this, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. And and this is what we had kind of alluded to at the end of that test match that, you know, I mean, uh, at least from a positive perspective, how India had performed that test, uh, they would have taken a lot of positives. Uh, they had dominated two days, two days of that test match and just uh, one, basically one terrible hour of batting had just uh, completely taken that test match away from them. So from the look of things, they had put all of that behind them. Uh, the changes to the team helped and I think sometimes it helps to just have a sort of change of approach as well. So, uh, they, I'm sure we'll talk at length about Ajinkya Rahane's captaincy. But um, from the look of things, I must uh, give the caveat that I didn't watch a lot of today's uh, cricket because I was occupied with the New Zealand-Pakistan game as well. But uh, just following most things on cricket and on radio, uh, what I could make out was that he led the team quite admirably. And yeah, after a hostile opening spell, I think Shubman Gill also showed a little bit of glimpses of why he's rated so high. Yeah, so just to recap, Australia, they won the toss, they batted first and they were bowled out for 195 on, on day one. I think this is in the first innings uh, at Adelaide, they made 191. This this is an issue for Australia and we'll get to that in a bit. India, of course, finished the day at 36. That's a number they do not have fond memories of. But they finished the day at 36 for just the one wicket lost. Varun, I want to take a step back with you. but Because yesterday there was a lot of talk about India's selections. India gave a debut to Shubman Gill and Mohamed Siraj. And I know we, we can speak in hindsight. But I want to go back to especially Siraj and a particular piece that you wrote. Where you said that he is probably more prepped than any other debutant fast bowler has been in Australia. He was impressive today, but in some ways you called it. <laughs> I I'll take that because uh, I'm I'm actually feeling quite proud of uh, how it's been for him. Uh, his, I I watched him uh, bowl for India eight, two years ago. I watched him take eight wickets in a day against an Australia team, Australia A team that had Travis Head, that had Labuschagne, uh, had guys like Khawaja, and he was so impressive because. He did a lot of damage, most of it with the old ball. Uh, he was fast. He was swinging it both ways. And he just looked ready, you know, uh, even two years ago, uh, which obviously has not worked out. Uh, it didn't work out immediately for him. He was pushed into the white ball cricket a little quicker. He has actually some dreadful stats for India in T20s so far. Uh, obviously not a, a very successful IPL bowler yet. So, I'm very happy to see this day finally arrive because I've been saying since that day I saw him uh, that this guy is born to play red ball cricket. And you're right, that's what that's sort of what I alluded to in the piece because uh, two years ago what I saw it was an instantaneous reaction. But since then, for two years, he's been India's leading fast bowler. Uh, he's taken, uh, I think, 70 wickets in 14 matches for India A. Uh, only Shahbaz Nadeem has taken more than him. So, he was he was the man uh, who was being prepared. He was the man who was in the forefront for two years. And uh, credit to the Indian system, man. Uh, because uh, even, even with Prithvi Shaw staying on last match, they showed that they're willing to reward consistency and to reward people who've been in the system. And Prithvi Shaw was the incumbent opener. 
and in a similar sense they've rewarded uh, mohammed siraj today i mean there was obviously talk of navdeep saini who was more of a fixture over the last year uh, with mohammed siraj they've stuck with him for 2 3 years they've backed him and it was a fantastic debut there was always this feeling that saini would get the nod over siraj and i had to keep forwarding your piece listener if you haven't read it you, you can go back and read it it's really really well done and i think it still holds good holds good even today even after siraj has made an excellent debut but i want to focus on today as well for siraj because he didn't get to bowl varun in the first session you know it's credit to him he had to wait 27 overs the ball is not the newest both batsmen then were at the crease for a certain period of time so so they were getting settled in it's it's not the easiest time to come in and bowl even though it's immediately after a break Yeah, that was that was impressive as well. I thought uh, he would come on before uh, Ravindra Jadeja did, but uh, I mean you can't really complain about that either. It's, it's it was actually one of the uh, features of Ajinkya Rahane's captaincy today. Uh, he clearly had a plan to attack Australia with spin, and uh, it worked so well in the first session. And it was the best bowling session for spinners the first session, which is a strange thing to hear. uh but uh, yeah credits to siraj and like i mentioned earlier he's someone who does well with an older ball and you could see that today you could see him swinging the ball away with with the older ball uh, he didn't even have an outswinger uh, two and a half years ago and now he's doing it with the old ball so he's uh, someone who's uh, worked with bharat arun the bowling coach i think he he burst onto the scene with hyderabad when bharat arun was with hyderabad so there is probably some input there about how he does with the old ball that's passed on to rahane uh, i saw some tweets from journalists at the ground who said uh, every time india gathered either for a drinks break or a wicket break rahane had his arm around siraj and talking to him so they they probably prepared him really well uh, they already prepared him uh, by announcing the 11 yesterday so that must have taken some of the nerves away so he came into this te- to this day uh, clear in his head India clearly had a plan for him to bowl with the older ball. So all in all, a great day for him and the captain and the management as well. Debar, and the time is now for you to shine here yeah? because the time is now to talk about Ajinkya Rahane's captaincy. And if and if you remember me from the last podcast we did on day three, which was the final day of the first test as well, I was so unsure about about Rahane, the captain Rahane, the batsman even, and I thought. his career has probably plateaued and it's only downhill from here you know what it's just one day in but i've been proven wrong deban you though you called it you said rahane will do well as captain we don't know how he's going to do with the bat but he was so so impressive today i've always rated him well as a captain because he seems to have a mind of his own he seems to know certain uh, characteristics of his players he seems to be quite well aware of uh, uh, some of the strengths and weaknesses of the players and let's not forget that now he is more or less uh, pretty much a one format specialist for the indian team so he gets to spend a lot more time with some of the uh, red ball specialists and he probably i mean exactly what varun said that he probably knows siraj's game a lot better than some of the other players put and that that helped obviously what also intrigued me and i was following the game over the radio his usage of spin as uh, varun also mentioned and looking at the scorecard the fact that he gave 24 overs to ashwin so he clearly Uh, built the entire bowling attack around Ashwin, you know, getting to bowl more than one third effectively of all the overs that India bowled, in spite of India having five bowlers. So that in itself was a big call as well, going in with five bowlers. I would have thought perhaps India might have been a little bit conservative and gone in with four bowlers, even if they had picked Jadeja 
maybe there could have been a case to drop one of the seamers uh, but that would have been a very negative uh, thought in mind in 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 hindsight so they've had to do a few you know juggling a few numbers and figures which is why rishabh pant found his way in i reckon in place of ridiman saha which is a slightly harsh call on saha because he's probably the better glove man but uh, india have made most of their moves right and it, it's time now to cash in on it the, the only disappointment will really be uh, mayank agarwal getting out as early as he did and uh, i think on the telecast there was a nice breakdown of perhaps this uh, tendency of his to bring his bat down in a huge arc which is quite counterproductive when you're facing somebody as quick and accurate as mitchell stark when he's on song so that that just went against him in that short innings of his but on the whole uh, i think uh, selection calls were bold um, i think most of the uh, decisions through the day would have been quite bold for india to have uh, dismissed australia for 195 and now it's really up to the batsmen because it's still a pretty difficult surface it's a top quality australian attack and i think india have to make sure that they bat uh, the entire day two to be able to cash in and get say about 50 or 60 ahead to make a really good match of this yeah and it's been a, such a good day for india that that you don't want to go on about disappointments but there's there's one point i would like your opinion on devan we'll start with you you mentioned mayank yeah and he, and he hasn't really got going in the series maybe he will but i for me what struck out was the performance of umesh yadav and especially now seeing the emergence of say someone like a siraj today you know ishant is probably coming back in the next next test series we also have shami on the sidelines is umesh on the chopping block after this tour particularly because india will come back home where they'll play england for many tests and you may not see as many seamers as you see in australia right I think uh, I mean there are two aspects to it one is that there is still a lot of cricket to be played in this test match and in this series so we shouldn't count out you know a good performance from Umesh Yadav for one thing I think this is a uh, from what I saw this is a pretty abrasive surface so there should be some reverse swing and that is the kind of situation in which with an older ball somebody like an Umesh Yadav can be quite handy and can really come into his own and the second aspect of it is that yes i mean the combination changes when india play at home because the pitches become slower the pitches aren't as responsive to pace uh, you can't really go in with three seamers much as you would like so that that will obviously change the entire equation ishan sharma hopefully will be fit by that point of time so there'll be different uh, sort of uh, battles to fight from that perspective but it's a it's a healthy competition for places right now india have some decent seamers mohammad siraj is the latest in the stable Uh, Navdeep Saini is also there and thereabouts, and yes, I would completely agree with Varun that uh, even looking at this match from before, I would have personally gone in for Siraj too because I saw the uh, the two of them in action in the warm-up game, and Siraj just seemed the more accurate. Uh, Saini is quicker, but he can be a little bit erratic, and as a captain, you don't want that because then you start conceding runs, and that just completely takes the pressure away from the opposition. So, India most uh, boxes have been ticked today, and let's hope that they carry on with this work. Varun, during the previous Ashes, we had Stephen Smith versus Jofra Archer, a battle that I thought was more hype than what it actually delivered on the field. Personally, I thought it 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 underwhelmed a bit. But in this series, we have now we're having Smith versus Ashwin, and this is a stat by Shiva. Yeah, when uh, Ashwin bowled to Smith in the 2014-15 tour, he bowled to 62 balls. He conceded 177 runs and never got Smith out once. On this tour, it's already five balls. No runs conceded, and he's picked up Smith's wicket twice. I mean, Ashwin's on his game, right? Yeah, big time, and uh, just uh, it also sort of signifies why Rahane uh, 
brought Ashwin on so early because Ashwin has been India's, I suppose, if not the best, then very close second to uh, Bumrah on this tour. Uh, right from the first innings of this tour, he's just hit a beautiful rhythm. It's it's so lovely to watch. Sometimes he's he's. Uh, I remember Nathan Lyon uh, lighting it up in the previous test, and we were wondering whether Ashwin could match up. And I think he's now he's now been bowling better than Lyon. I think he's when when you see Ashwin start uh, getting that dip early on. I, I mean, to be fair, when you're out for 36, I don't think Lion even got to bowl in that. <laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this Ashwin's uh, rhythm, Ashwin's starting to drift the ball very early on in his spell. He's not searching to, you know, uh, get into a rhythm. He's just hitting the rhythm as soon as he comes on. He's not pushing it through. He's not. He's not been given a containing or a holding role. Uh, and it's working out so well for him because uh, a spinner like him would you would think in theory really enjoy playing in australia where there's bounce and uh, there's there's a bit of grip once the uh, the match goes on uh, and he's he's never quite really delivered the way he does uh, in india which is again not a very uh, fair comparison but uh, when we see him doing the things he's doing on this tour uh, they, these are things that have uh, come rarely on on previous australian tours for ashwin so it's fantastic to watch. He's such a craftsman and I was not at all surprised that uh, he was the go-to attacking man today. Uh, particularly, again, because Omesh Yadav is not looking like he's uh, he's got either captain's confidence when they're looking for wickets uh, or for the attack. Uh, if anything, I think Omesh Yadav is playing a more defensive role, which is, uh, which is again, something. It, it's, it's something to behold that... Uh, typically, your fast bowlers are the ones who attack when you're in Australia. So, uh, fantastic from Ashwin. Uh, I don't know what is up with Smith, if he's lost his hands again or uh, what's happening there. It's now, I, I think, two dismissals without going past one and one not out, I think. So, that's two runs in three innings for Smith, uh, which is why I think uh, Australia is a little worried because <laughs> their batting is not doing too well either. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not doing well at all, and Australia is worried. Deban, should we be worried about and for Stephen Smith? Um, well, uh, from an Indian fan's perspective, not at all. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yes, I mean he's he's obviously. Uh, I think he's just been done in completely by Ashwin because Ashwin is a very smart bowler, and uh, I'm I'm not so sure. I mean, I didn't obviously watch today's dismissal, uh, but uh, from what I recall of the first Test match, it was a beautiful setup because in that previous over. Uh, in the same over in previous deliveries, when he was bowling to Labuschagne, he was bowling a lot slate, uh, straighter. And Smith was anticipating that this ball would also come into him. And he, he was pretty much factoring in for that. And there was just that little bit of drift which took the ball away and took the outside edge. So that was beautiful bowling. It was pretty much a you know, checkmate of, of uh, the bowling kind. And I would assume that that's what he has continued to do in this test match. And uh, yes, if you are Steven Smith, then you've got to hope that the next time you're around, you know, Ashwin is not bowling or Ashwin is injured or something. Because as long as he keeps coming in, we know that uh, with all great players and, you know, Steven Smith is one of the modern day greats. The, they are most uh, they're vulnerable when they are just new to the crease because their eyes haven't completely set in, their feet haven't started moving. So if you can attack them there and get, get them out, bowl to a plan, then that's, that's the, your best chance. And that's what India have done really well. And as Varun said, you know, their batting isn't very flash. And if Stephen Smith continues to fail, 
then it will be a warning sign for them right through the series because to a great extent in recent years whenever they have posted a huge total it has been dependent on one or two of steven smith and manus labushain so or uh, david warner so in the absence of warner it makes it all the more imperative that these two fire and if they don't then it's just going to lead to sub 200 totals like uh, we had today Yeah okay Varun you alluded to it and let's talk about Australia's batting then because yes Mitch's form is a concern but i mean you you will have him in your side throughout and you hope that he comes good Labushane has had a few starts he, he seems like arguably Australia's best batsman out there at 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 this moment in time but where is it going wrong for them i mean i know that opening combination burns apart from that the, 50 where i don't think there was much pressure when you're just chasing 90 uh, apart from that he hasn't really done much all season wade of course is a makeshift opener will it just be solved by david warner coming back in the next test uh, to some extent uh, the way i see it is uh, the reference point is still india's previous tour which uh, which india won 2-1 uh, you think of the problems australia had then it was the with the openers it was with the number 5 and number 6 you know travis head or sean marsh or who to put in there and uh, if you look if you look two years later it's they're bringing the same problems into this tour as well into this series as well uh, they do not uh, really have an opener who settled uh, matthew wade matthew wade hadn't opened in a first class match before his before the first test uh, burns again looks like he's going to be put under some pressure uh, so there is there is still i suppose uh, a transition that hasn't happened yet in australia in terms of batsmen the way vihari and gill and shaw and this whole batch came through for india um, that transition probably hasn't fully happened yet perhaps it's just starting now with cameron green and uh, i think will pukowski would have played so uh, the i think the issue still is that they're pretty much bringing the same problems that they had 2 years ago uh smith obviously is back uh, that should have in theory sorted some of the issues they didn't have labushain back then if i'm wrong if i'm not wrong uh so his his coming in has solidified things uh warner coming in i think once they start getting uh better runs for the opening stand and that's not a guarantee with warner he's obviously not at full match fitness if he's coming back so It's a, but 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 you trust him in Australia, right? Course, I mean, yeah. he's a beast in Australia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, forget this Australia. Even for India, that for that matter, the team that will finally get off to a de- decent opening start will will be the first team to score big runs because historically that's just how it goes. And uh, I mean, you also have to spare a thought for how good the bowlers are. Uh, there's, it's literally every match that we've seen has been five or six. top quality spells from different people and that is already the case on the first day of this match so uh, there is that and both 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 teams are fragile with their batting but also it is just fantastic bowling uh, and you don't get away with that if you don't start well uh, if you don't see the new ball off uh, so i think that's that there's a bit of a, a mixture of a, of many things that here that's contributing to australia's batting woes Yeah, Deban. Let's let's close our discussion for today by talking about the end of the day's play. India will be happy with that. They finished at thirty-six for one. But there was this one point, uh, I think, when Gill was batting and he had faced or he had hit more balls which were out of control than he was in control 
of a few shots. There was some excellent bowling at at the end of the day's play, wasn't it? Yeah, in fact, uh, on our school group, there's one friend who uh, for a long time lived in Australia and now lives in Canada. So he just joked and quipped that, you know, we might get to see Australia bat again for a second time today. Uh, this was on the basis of the first like 3.4 overs or so when uh, bat was rarely hitting ball and almost everything was beating the bat. And this just again emphasizes uh, what you know Gaurav and I were uh, saying on day three after day three of the first test match that it was just one of those freak days where everything which uh, was you know otherwise likely to beat the bat took the edge and flew to the slips and everything was caught. So today was one of those days when that didn't happen. A few play and misses, one uh, dropped catch as well, which was uncharacteristic from uh, from Australia on the whole. But yeah, it's it's still a very difficult pitch to bat on. I'll just add to you know what Varun said that. Let's give the batsman a little bit of credit because there are two uh, top quality bowling lineups and these are not easy conditions to bat in because uh, there's still a little bit of life, there's a little bit of up and down bounce and uh, as a batsman, you're never really sure of what, what the ball is about to do. So you have to have an absolute watertight technique and I thought as he grew in that innings, we saw more and more of that from Gil. There were a couple of uh, sumptuous boundaries that he struck, especially the drives down the ground. So, uh, a lot will depend on how he goes on day two. If he can settle in and, you know, see through most of the first hour. And Cheteshwar Pujara, of course, is the kind of player who likes to dig in. He likes challenges like this. I think they'll be able to set it up for the uh, batsmen to follow. Ajinkya Rahane, we've talked about him before and the fact that he needs some big runs as captain. But but here's the thing, Deva, and batsmen to follow. And I'm looking at the scorecard without Virat Kohli's name there. It looks, it doesn't just, it doesn't look the same. It, it doesn't and that's why uh, it, it is going to be a tricky day too. I think Australia is still very much in this game. They, they are not out by any uh, shot. But India have a good opportunity. They've just given themselves a great chance. Uh, it's, it's still a lead of uh, only about 159, I suppose. So, that's something that uh, they can chip away at and hope to do that without too much damage maybe in the first half of the day. And if they do that, then I think I would expect the batting conditions to get a little bit easier as the ball gets softer. And then uh, you might have some fun because uh, they have some enterprising batsmen lower down the order, the likes of Rishabh Pant, Ravindra Jadeja. They'll just add a little X factor. Uh, but on the flip side, if they have a few early uh, rush of wickets, then it's going to be quite uh, you know difficult tomorrow because, again, they have a slightly longish tail. So to bring all those lower, lower order batsmen into play, they need to, I think, be as close to Australia as possible or five down, if not ahead of them, uh, in order to establish some control on this match. So, yeah, still a very fascinating day. And I wonder where uh, uh, Varun will rank this because I thought he called, uh, if I'm correct, uh, he called the day one of the first test match the best test match day he has seen. So, would this count somewhere <laughs> up there? No, I'm sorry. That that remains the best day. <laughs> this, this just didn't have uh, as much excitement, I think. It just didn't have that much bluster. But uh, just on the conditions, you 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 usually usually associate Melbourne with uh, easy batting conditions in the second and third and the fourth day, and a pitch that sort of eases out as the match goes on for batting. Uh, I expect maybe that will come into play uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of players today mentioned that there was moisture in the first session, and that's probably what contributed to the bounce and the grip that Ashwin was getting. Uh, that might ease out by tomorrow. Uh, it could be a much better batting day. Uh, it's a, it's not a pitch that's known to be too uh, up and down. But I believe uh, there are some weather uh, concerns over the next couple of days. There's rain forecast and there's clouds. Uh, so I don't know. I uh, can't really call the conditions. But if tomorrow goes how 
and MCG second day goes. Uh, this is India's best best shot tomorrow of completely overturning the momentum in this series. Uh, they have they have had a good day, but another batting failure here means uh, even more pressure because all things considered, you're still coming out of a historic low. You've just been 36 all out. You've lost your best batsman. Uh, so a lot of doubts will come back if they don't do well in uh, on day two. So I suppose the onus rests on Shubman Gill and he's really uh, shown a good account of himself. He's been extremely solid, which was lovely to watch. Like some of these uh, forward defenses that he played just made me made me shout out because they are just picture perfect. Uh, and it was nice to see with uh, Pujara at the other end as well. So some solidity at the end of the day, 36 for one is, uh, I suppose, poetically <laughs> the, the point from which India start moving on. <laughs> because as soon as Maya Gagarwal's wicket fell, I think I saw a couple of tweets that said India have effectively lost, what, 36 for 11 or 36 for 12 <laughs> over the last uh, whatever number of days. So a nice, a nice poetic little uh, starting point tomorrow. Uh, just to like uh, a point that I missed out earlier, just uh, about Rahane and how he's his the last time he handed a debut, it was to Kuldeep Yadav. So he's really a captain that enjoys backing spinners. And I think we should also mention that. And of course, debutants seem to be doing really well against him uh, under him. So hopefully, more runs for Gill as well. Yeah, before before Deban, I'll, and I'll give you the last word, particularly about Rahane and your prediction on how he will do tomorrow. Just want to mention that a lot of been a lot of people, especially on social media, have been getting on Mayank Agarwal's back. It was a year ago, I think a little over a year ago, that he made a double century. So I think he is due some runs, and probably those runs will come at some point in the series. Just a brief point on uh, Mayank Agarwal. I suppose uh, now we don't really know which was the right opener to be dropped looking at the recent performances. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, let's be fair to him, as you rightly said. I just said everyone's being too harsh on him, Devine. Come on. Yeah, I was just uh, adding a little bit uh, of uh, fuel to the fire. So. Uh, ideally, from an Indian perspective, like I said before, I would want India to be, say, 50 ahead, 50 or 60 ahead for not more than 6 or 7 down. But I think that's easier said than done. So, a lot will rest on uh, the batting to follow. Uh, the overnight batsmen have to chip in. And from Rahani's perspective, let's hope for a 50. I think a good fighting 50 will do his confidence a world of good. And this is the kind of pitch where I think he will enjoy sort of digging in. And he'll feel good after today, right? I mean, there would have been pressure on him. He'll feel he'll be feeling really good today when he goes back to his. And and even in that uh, brief knock that he played on day one in Adelaide, you you could see why he has been successful in Australia in the past because he plays it late, he plays off the back foot a lot. So those are the kind of virtues that you need against a top quality pace attack like this. And and he's very good against spin, so he shouldn't have too many problems against Nathan Lyon. So. Looking forward to a good batting day from the Indian perspective. I think from Indian fans' perspective, uh, get your sleep in early because you you don't want to miss a single ball tomorrow. We are due a batsman's day out in the series and it is likely that we could get it on day two of the second Australia versus India test. Deban and Varun, thank you so much for joining us on Stump Mike. We'll talk to you soon.